0: Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you. And Lynn and Ike have a visitor. His name is Walter. Get to meet Walter today. And I would like to ask all of us to open our songbooks as we begin to number four thirty-six. Come, we that love the Lord. Number four hundred thirty-six, as Joshua leads up. Let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, Lord God, I thank you for gathering us together this day that we might bring worth and honor and glory to you in worship as we sing, as we did just a moment ago, as we open the scriptures, Father, as we fellowship together in the giving a portion of that which you have entrusted to us in our time around the Lord's Supper. Father, in all of these ways, we desire to bring you true worship today, but we realize it is not a matter of what we do on a certain day of the week, but it is who we are, that we ought to be worshipers of you every day and every night in our thoughts, in our words, our actions, In every aspect of our lives, may we bring you the worship you deserve. Father, I thank you also for gathering us together from different places and in different ways that we might share in a common faith in Jesus Christ who shed his blood on Calvary's cross that we might have our sins forgiven, that Jesus Christ is God. And yet, as you came into the world in the person of Jesus Christ taking on a human body, that sacrifice on Calvary's cross was a substitute for us. And Father God, we thank you for it. And as God, you rose again the third day, just as the Bible says. And as we observe the Lord's Supper, we recognize these truths. And you've given us eternal life and forgiveness of sin through faith. Father, I ask that if there's anyone here today that has not made that decision their own, their personal one between them and you, that today would be the day of salvation for that person. And Father, I ask you too that we would love you the more as we spend this hour together. For your honor and glory, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we had last week with us Dr. Rick Schrader as our speaker our guest speaker and I enjoyed the bible conference that we had salvation security assurance and then evangelism and that was a delight he also was the speaker down in Missoula at Faith Baptist Church on Friday and Saturday and he is speaking there today as well let's go to 421 421 and we'll sing higher ground
1: Sing on the upward way, new heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I onward bound, Lord, lead me on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table lay. My feet on higher ground, my heart has no desire to stay, where doubts arise and fears dismay, though some may dwell where these abound, my prayer, my aim is higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand, by faith on heaven. Land, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. I want to live above the world, though no Satan's darts hard me are hurled. But faith has caught the joyful sound, the song of saints on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. I want to scale the utmost height and catch a gleam of glory bright. But still I'll pray till heaven I've found Lord plant my feet on higher ground Lord lead me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's stable land a higher place.
0: I would like to ask everybody to stand and take your copy of the Word of God and open it to Proverbs chapter 3. Follow along as Tom reads verses 1 through 7.
2: Good morning, everybody. Good morning. My son, for, forget not my law, but let, let thine heart keep my commandments. For the length of days, and long life, and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and faith forsake and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck, write them upon the table of thine heart. Thou shalt find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all... Thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thy own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. Amen.
0: Thank you. You may be seated, and as we sing the next song, children's church will be dismissed. Open your songbooks to 455. I am resolved. Number four hundred and fifty-five.
1: Are higher things that are nobler, these have allure.
0: For your good singing, everyone. Open your Bibles to James, James chapter 1. So far in our short journey into this letter written by James in our New Testament, we've learned a few things already. That the penman that God used was most likely one of Joseph and Mary's sons, James which would, of course, mean that he was a half-brother of Jesus Christ. A half-brother physically, of course, but a full brother, a son of God, once James became a believer in Jesus Christ. Once he was born again, James was spiritually a child of God. Wherefore, Paul wrote, Thou art no more a servant, To sin but a son and if a son then an heir of God through Christ Jesus Galatians 4-7 James did come to faith in Jesus Christ and served him the rest of his life and even faced martyrdom because he knew the truth was true and he also proclaimed salvation without any hesitancy or unashamedness May we also, Heavenly Father, I ask you that as we look into this portion of your word, that you would guide us, that you would teach us, that you would give us a strength and boldness to proclaim the truth and share our faith with others around us, and that we would do so in a way that brings honor to you, being ready to give an answer to anyone that asks us a reason of the hope that is in us, but in a meek spirit, in meekness and fear. Heavenly Father, I ask you, too, that we would honor you as we observe the Lord's Supper at the end of this message. And, Lord, you deserve our hearts. And I ask you that, as we just sang, I am resolved. We would resolve to give you not just an hour a week, but our hearts for the rest of this life you give us in this world. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen in James 1 verse 1 James a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ they're calling his half-brother if you will God Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad greeting he was writing to brethren verse 2 my brethren counted all joy when you fall into divers testings or temptations or trials that word may be translated Right now, over in the Middle East, the nation nation of Israel, national Israel, is facing persecution once again on a grand scale, maybe a diabolical scale. It is the devil's desire to wipe that nation out. And yet, God has promised that will never happen. And he does preserve them. But wow, do they face some problems partly because they rejected Jesus as their Savior. There were a few that believed in him as their Savior and Messiah, and that is who James was writing to. And yet, they too, even 2,000 years ago, when James wrote, faced a, a variety of trials in life. James himself was born again once he came face to face, with the risen Lord Jesus. Yes, not only do we have a risen Savior, but those over in Israel have a Messiah that did come and did give his life as a sacrifice and a substitute for them who also rose again. They must believe in him. Pray for national Israel. Pray for the people over there and here in the United States that have... Hebrew lineage, they need Christ. And they're partly blinded right now. So pray for them. Some will come to know Christ as Savior. Once James recognized Jesus as God who rose again, I, I wonder, can you imagine it, everything that James James had seen and heard in his home while growing up? He must have <laughs> it must have all fallen into place that day when James believed. He may have been confused by his older half-brother, if you will, that was perfect, never made a mistake in any way, but it all fell into place that day that he believed. That's how it is when a person hears the gospel, maybe for the hundredth time, maybe for the hundredth time, but this time, it makes it to the heart in the person and he truly believes. That's when a new change begins. James, I'm sorry, the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. They're becoming new every day. That's where it begins. And James faced that. You get the new heart, and you get a new mind, and a new outlook, and a new attitude a new set of desires and are in a new family all saved people are part of the family of God and we can say hallelujah to that we can I remember the day that I got saved I was 17 years old and in the fog if you will being between a child and turning into an adult And those were foggy days for many of us. The very next day, it was like I could see through good glasses. It was a different day than I'd ever faced before. It was like the blinders fell off. I could really understand some basic Bible truths the very next day that before seemed to be all jumbled and confused. Dear friend, I was born again. There was a change, and our Bibles tell us there should be a change. So, as I've already said in the past couple of weeks, I'm concerned when a person tells me in one breath that they are a Christian and the next tell me that they have always been good and that there is no difference or no change. By that person's own testimony, I have a concern because the Bible tells us that there must be a change. James was a changed man. James went from a skeptic and in unbelief to a preacher of the word, a pillar in the church, as Galatians 2 verse 9 says, a pastor in Jerusalem, and a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, as we just read in James 1 verse 1. Dear friend, has there been a change in your life? Have you personally placed faith in Jesus Christ to save you from your sin? That is a question you must answer. It's only between you and God that that can be solved. And you must make that decision. It is an imperative. We're going to be talking about some imperatives today. James wrote to Christians who were descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, his own countrymen, who had faced some sort of trouble and opposition and were scattered Hither and yon into other countries. That's the case for the Israelites to this day. More live in other countries than they do in the land of Israel. Two weeks ago, we saw the first of four imperatives that James wrote in these first 12 verses. The first imperative is the word count in verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when we fall you fall in a diver's temptations the old King James says the word is an accounting term and it means to evaluate we do that in our homes don't we in our workplace in our church we evaluate we count the cost month by month and I'm thankful for our treasurer and our assistant treasurer and all that they do that way we evaluate if we spend money on a new set of tires for our car at home or a new computer or some different kitchen appliances or even a New York steak for the grill. We evaluate whether we can do that or not. How will that affect other financial responsibilities that we have? That's part of the evaluation process. Every one of us should evaluate if I do or if I don't count it all joy. An imperative, by the way, is a rule in English that demands a response. It must be done. You've got to do it, if you want to say it that way. If the Christians that James wrote to did not count it all joy, evaluate the pros and cons of not, maybe, counting it all joy, then they would face when they face trials and oppositions it would if they didn't it would rob them of success in Christ dear friend if you don't count it all joy when you face trials in life then you will be defeated instead of victorious and you will be a victim instead of a victor way too many walk around feeling the victim god doesn't want that for us he wants us to be victors in Christ We could sing victory in Jesus couldn't we and rightly so so we may not always feel happy or feel cheerful or merry even at Christmas time sometimes but we must count it all joy it is an imperative and it demands a response from every Christian now let's look at the second imperative that was just review the second one is in verse three knowing this that the trying of your faith worketh patience. The word is know. James chose a primary verb here, which means to know absolutely, without question. It could be rendered be resolved. That's why we sang the song just a moment ago. In the formative years of the United States, There were some important resolutions drafted that affect all of us to this day. A resolution requires knowledge and understanding of the issues and the consequences. The outcome can have huge effects. Of course, being resolved is part of the root word of a resolution. In 1798, Thomas Jefferson drafted the Kentucky Resolutions and secured their passage by the Kentucky legislature. The resolutions advanced the thesis that the states had the power to determine the constitutionality of a federal law and to declare null and void a law that they regarded as unconstitutional. Do we benefit from that resolution today? We do. That is why some states define marriage as the union of one man and one woman, and they deny the so called same sex union of two people. It made Juanetta and me feel sick a while back in SeaTac Airport over in Seattle when we went under a large advertisement by one of the jewelry stores in the airport. on a stand that s- that had rings on it rings it said his hers his his and hers hers there are many resolutions that affect all of us in our daily lives and some are not so good but you get the idea a resolution can affect your life you should be resolved no longer to linger in the world's delight, but with the Lord Jesus Christ. To hear, James wrote, knowing this, be resolved that the trying of your faith worketh patience. You need to be resolved. James was emphasizing, know this absolutely, and be resolved that the trying of your faith worketh patience. First, a Christian's faith is always tested, and it is tried. There will always be some trying or testing of your faith God's design for testing when he allows it in our lives is for the best for our lives it is for it, if a trial comes our way from Satan our adversary or the devil who as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour First Peter 5 8 he always means it for the worst and to bring out the worst in us You know, there will be testings, there will be trials in the Christian's life. Sometimes when we pour concrete, we take a cylinder sample, we call it, and fill a 12-inch plastic cylinder and with the cement and it's tested one of them would be tested at 7 days and the other at 28 days to see the compression strength that that concrete would bear up to and of course in our church foundation over there for the footings we poured the 3,000 pound concrete it would withstand 3,000 pounds of pressure before being crushed for the stem walls we used 3,500 pound concrete which would Support 3,500 pounds of pressure before being crushed. But be sure of this, dear Christian, when you do face some pressure in testing, God will not allow the testing in our lives that we cannot withstand. It might feel like we will break. It might feel like we cannot bear up under it anymore. But God promises to carry us through through is the emphasis in that 1st Corinthians 10:13 says there hath no temptation or testing or trial taken you it's the same word as in James 1:2 that's translated temptations there hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man but God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able or tested above that you are able but will with the testing or the temptation, also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. he doesn't say he's going to take it away, but he'll carry us through he'll help us he'll support us, dear Christian. Hang on to those promises. second, testing works for us and not against us. The word in James one verse two, and the same word in first Corinthians ten thirteen is a d- different word than trying in verse 3 knowing this that the trying of your faith worketh patience instead of putting to proof this trying means trustworthiness Peter wrote it this way that the trial of your faith being more precious than gold that perisheth 1 Peter 1.7 there's a trustworthiness in this knowing this that the trustworthiness of your faith worketh patience. A gold prospector takes his ore sample to the assayer's office to be tested, and the same sample it may be a small quantity, may not be worth much. It may not be worth much more than 20 or 50 dollars, but the approval or trustworthiness, if you will, of the report, the official statement about the ore may be worth millions. It assures the prospector that it is gold and the quality of his claim. God's approval of our faith is precious. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 4 verse 17 for a moment. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 17 says this. For our light affliction which is but for a moment. It's not permanent, dear friend. It's temporary worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. When you face a trial or a struggle in life, remember that. God intends it for your good to make you better. Dear Christian, I've said it several times, we need to have it in our minds. God wants us not to become bitter about trials, but better through them. The testing of our faith works for us and not against us third the third thing we must know of certainty is that trials rightly used help us to mature helps make us patient in the bible patience is not sitting around twiddling your thumbs that's not what patience is the word patience in the bible is not waiting passively and accepting the circumstances, it is a cheerful or hopeful, if you will, endurance, which is a courageous perseverance in the face of difficulty. God says he wants to grow us and build us up and strengthen us in our ability to be patient and courageous and persevere in the face of difficulty. Verse 4 uses, in, in James go back to James now, in James chapter 1, the fourth verse, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. I don't know if you noticed that, but in verse 4, two times we have the word perfect. It's the Greek word teleos, which has to do with a person being complete and mature. That's what it means, to be completed in, or to grow in our faith to the point where we're maturing. What does it take to become mature in Christ? It takes patience. And what does it take to be patient? It takes a hopeful endurance and a courageous perseverance, yes, but trials. Trials help make us patient. And patience makes us more perfect, if you will, more complete in Christ. These are the things that we must know. It is imperative so that we can rightly respond. So the first one is count it all joy. The second imperative is know this. If you do, you will realize that your faith will be tested, but that should not be a bad thing. If you do... Trials will bring about a positive endurance and you will mature in Christ. Trouble will not trouble you as much as before and when you are tried and purified, you'll come forth as gold, as we've read, as Job said. But he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. And Job did face trial and trouble. Read about it. <clears throat> in the book of Job in your Old Testament. Paul wrote this in Romans 5.1, Therefore being justified by faith, if you've placed faith in Jesus Christ the Savior, you're justified. You are made right before, you're standing before God has been made right. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing, that's the same word, that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to un- us. Did you notice the progression there? It starts with counting it all joy when you face a trial. And knowing that the working of that trial should bring about good in you, that patience would be one of the results. On top of that, you can grow in experience and hope. If you don't, if you don't know these things, you will be frustrated. You will be. You will not be patient. And there are people that face that too often you will not be calm you will not be able to endure you won't be able to wait on God and f- <clears throat> and failure will come adding more trials to those you already face. so James is really presenting some important character building in this epistle as we just begin count is a joyful attitude count it all joy knowing is an understanding of mind that is a res- resolution, a resolve. The third imperative is let, verse 4. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. You must let. It's a surrender of the will. God will not build our character without our cooperation. Let me say that again. Again, God will not build our character without our cooperation doesn't happen that way. God's goal for a Christian's life is to mature, to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who deserves the glory now and forever. It would be a sad, sad thing if children remained little babies and never grew up. God wants to build our character, and it takes our cooperation. We had a friend, I'm sorry, we still have friends in Alaska named (laughs) Bernie... (laughs) Well, I'll I'll get to why I said it that way. Bernie and Lorraine had a little boy named Colin. (coughs) And Colin (coughs) had birth defects. And Colin never matured. He passed away when he was 11 years old. And it's a sad thing. And we're talking about that here. (laughs) And so that's why I said... We had friends. I thought of Colin as a friend. He he did smile sometimes. He couldn't understand what was going on around him. I presume if when he passed from this life, because he couldn't understand his sinful nature and his need for the Savior, that he's probably in the Lord's presence. I can't say that with absolute certainty. However, I had a friend named Colin once. And we don't want anyone to stay that way. It would be a sad thing. God wants to build our character, and it takes our cooperation to do that. Warren Worsby has commented there are three works that are involved in a complete Christian life. Number one, there is the work that God does for us. Secondly, that's Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. God does that for us. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is a gift of God that's what God does for us and then there is the work that God does in us okay that's the second one Ephesians 2 verse 10 for we are his workmanship he works in us to become more like the Lord Jesus Christ conformed to the image of his son we read elsewhere the third Warren Worsby said is there is the work that God does for us through us, He does work for us, and then in us, and then through us, where we serve. We're created in Christ Jesus unto good works. He will work in us before he works through us, and we must let patience have her perfect work when we face a trial in life. And you may be, you have, many of you, and you certainly will face trials let God do that work in you, for you, and through you. We must surrender our will to God's perfect will. We must not, as some do, argue with God that he's doing wrong. Ephesians 6, verse 6 says, doing the will of God from the heart. One thing that must occur for a child to grow up is to be weaned from his mother. It's a sad and frustrating time for a baby. It's a trial for that little one. But because mom loves him or her, that little one so much she follows through. It's good for the child. God also weans his children away from childish toys and immature attitudes and David wrote it like this in Psalm 131, verse 2. Surely I have behaved and quieted myself, as a child that is weaned from his mother. So, my soul is even as a weaned child. The words of verse four in James one four, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. The word, the words in that verse, perfect is teleos; it means complete or of full age. Entire is a word that means complete in every part sound in body and whole wanting is lipo and it means to leave or to lack so uh, lacking nothing if you will to leave nothing behind and then nothing the word means not even one not or none at all so it's, it's complete and so dear Christian if you do let God let patience have her perfect work in you when you count it all joy then you will have a joyful endurance of trouble during troubled times God wants that for you and he wants it for me you will trust God and have a confidence in him during trials and you'll be able to endure you will accept his work and the weaning in your life and you will develop and mature and grow in him becoming more and more complete and whole as a person Patience is a a determination that God wants to work in us and it starts with joy. Finding it all joy or counting it all joy. I said evaluating that joy is worth it even during a trial. Let patience have her perfect work then. It is sad indeed if you don't. And we've already talked about that. It will rob you of joy in life. So count it all joy. Uh, that's a joyful attitude, knowing and that is an understanding of heart, uh, heart that these things will work good in us and not bad. That God is intending to mold us and make us and let's surrender our will to God's will. There is a fourth imperative, and we'll look at that next week. Today we're going to focus on the Lord's Supper in the next few minutes, and that imperative is ask. We can't leave that one out. So, verse 5 If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. As we are dismissed, I would like to have us sing a song together in the Gospels. They sang a song, I'm sorry, after the Lord instituted the Lord's Supper in that upper room. They sang a song and went out into the Mount of Olives. We'll be going out into the Tobacco Valley, I guess, but let's sing a song together also. Number 292, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. Let's all stand and sing 292, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. Oh, okay. Valerie's is saying... 293 might be the one I'm looking for. Okay. Go ahead, Joshua. 293. Thank you, Valerie.